So the Snippet Series is generally sponsored by the Saka family by Yelid and Avram Former. We're in the 11th bracha of the Amida, Shiva Shavtenu Kivari Shona. We've been making our way through the explanation of all of the uh, different words. Last spoke about Hasem Menu Yagon Vanacha, the notion we ask Hashem to remove from us Yagon Vanacha. And we offered several interpretations, understandings, the sorrow, the groan, the actual hardship we're going through, and the anxiousness or anxiety that comes with the hardship we're going through. To remove the suffering, pain is inevitable, but suffering is a choice. So even though it is inevitable to go through challenges and pain in life, we ask Hashem, when we have shoftim and yoatzim, when we're able to put things in perspective, in a context, we're able to see everything as coming from Hashem, then it can eliminate the agon vanacha, even though there are things that are painful, but there doesn't have to be suffering. And then we continue in the bracha, we ask Hashem, to rule over us alone, singularly, with chesed and rachamim. Of course, we'll have to define what is the difference between the two. It's not simply a redundancy or synonym. We ask him to rule over us with chesed and rachamim. There must be a difference between the two. And tzadkenu ba mishpat, we ask him to help us, uh, tzadkenu, judge us favorably ba mishpat. So what does mishpat have to do with malchus shamayim? Um we're asking for the restoration of justice. We want justice served in the world. Jews, Israel should not be held to a double standard, should not be judged so unfavorably and unfairly. We ask for justice, judgment, our own judgment. Our own judgment should be clear. Other people's judgment of us should be clear. Judgment is a religious experience. We want the Sanhedrin restored to Lishkas Agazas, to the Reza Mikdash. What does that have to do with Malchus Shemaim? Didn't we already cover that with Shema? Kabbalah Shemaim. We accepted, we surrendered, we submitted to the divine will earlier in Shema and other parts of the Amidah. What does Umloch Aleinu Atan Hashem Levadecha have to do with? Have to do with Mishpat. And the answer is everything. It has everything to do with it. It has everything to do with it. Because when there's Malchus Shemaim, when the world is aware of and acknowledges and submits to the Malchus Shemaim, Tarkadosh Baruch Hu's kingdom, his dominion, his providence, then they'll practice justice in this world. But when people compete with Malchus Shemaim, when they think that they're in charge, they're in control, their system, their rules of justice will make sense to them, then there's corruption and there's moral decay and there's injustice that happens in this world. So we understand that for Mishpat to be redeemed, for Mishpat to be restored, there has to be Malchus Shemaim. So we ask Hashem, Davke in this bracha, Shiva Shavtenikavarishona, let there be fairness and justice and righteousness of the Jewish people of Israel. And for that to happen, We need your malchus to be expressed, to be manifest. We need people to be able to see your guiding hand. We need people to understand that it's not man-made, it's not something a humanistic version, what people intuit or what they rationalize. But we have to recognize Malchus Shemayim and Mishpat go together hand in hand. Chassam Sofer in his drushes, he writes, why do we use the word Levadecha? How else will Hashem be Levadecha? You alone, as opposed to with his assistant, with his team, with his committee. What do we daven Levadecha? You alone, Hashem. We say these words every day. What do we mean? What's our intent? What are we being inspired by? Sachsam Sovah writes in the Drasha, he says that all of us every day 
are influenced by many variables, by many factors. People are influenced by money, by power, by fame, by influencers. We're influenced by so many factors and variables in the world. And our decision, our judgment gets clouded, can be cloudy. Because we're not only thinking about what will give a nachas ruach to the Ebishter, what does Hashem want from us? We're thinking about what will earn me greater famer, favor, what will earn me greater fame, what will earn me a greater fortune, what will earn me greater honor. We have all kinds of formulas and all kinds of conceptions and all kinds of, of variables that come into play. So it says the Chassam Sofer, what we're davening for is, not from Hashem's perspective. Hashem has no other way to rule over, over us other than Levadecha, but it means from our perspective, with each judgment that we need to show on any given day, let us set aside everything else. The question is, how, does all, how do all the other variables combine that what Hashem wants from us? What does Hashem want? What will give Hashem nachas? What will make Him happy? What does Hashem want from us? The Ramban writes in Basisa Yosheva Tov, that the mitzvah, Asisa Yosheva Tov, do what is just and what is right. What does that mean? So Ramban writes, Torah can't possibly legislate every scenario that could come up. On any given day, there are all kinds of dilemmas and conundrums. We have all kinds of scenarios that the Torah can't legislate specific or detailed what to do. So we have an overarching, we have an overriding umbrella mitzvah, Asisa Yosheva Tov. When you have to make a decision, when you have a dilemma, when you're not sure what to do, stop and say, what does Hashem want from me? What will give Hashem nachas? What will make Hashem happy? What does Hashem want? With all the other variables and all the other considerations and all the other factors, what does Hashem want from me? Ultimately, when it comes down to it, what should drive the judgment which should drive all the judgment that we express, should be levadecha, simply, what does Hashem want? What will give Him nachas ruach? That is the ultimate justice that we can practice is to advance His will and His want in this world.